Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, April 5, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's a lot on the docket. The market is beginning to do the thing we discussed last week. Let me refresh your memory, and I'm also speaking directly to the lazy swing trader folks. We were looking for the market to pull back. We're looking for opportunities to buy stuff for another leg higher. I've got a laundry list of opportunities on individual stocks for stock and or option plays. Once the market, meaning the S&P 500, reaches a, we'll quote it as a target, all of a sudden, things change. We're going to be looking for those opportunities for a reversal back in the upward or northern direction for another leg higher. And here's kind of the schematic of what we discussed last week. So the market makes a bottom, it retests the low, now it has a tremendous rally. So going back to the low, we have a low, a higher low. If we can put in another higher low, That'll set the table for another leg higher. The other leg higher doesn't necessarily have to make new highs right away, meaning new highs over here right away above 460 and change. That doesn't have to happen right away to make a ton of money on some stocks and option plays if you pick it up at the right price right around the market turn. That's the idea. That's the objective. That's what I'm looking to do. Last week, when we said the market should come back to do this higher low thing, and the question comes up, well, why don't you short the market and take the ride down? And the answer is, in an uptrend, I want to buy into support for the leg higher. I don't necessarily want to have that herky-jerky stuff on the way down, a la yesterday. The market has a rally yesterday, collapses back down today. That's courtesy of the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew, Can you imagine the emails I would have had had the market rallied yesterday after taking a short position last week? It would have been hell on wheels. The main question is, where is that area where the market should A, reach a target, and B, turn around and head back in the other direction? I have a zone. not going to put out that zone just yet, mainly because... I want the folks that are members of the Lazy Swing Trader product to get the benefit of when that happens without giving everybody what I believe is going to be the price. I'll give you a zone. For now, we're going to say 440, 450, down to 442. For now. There's another number slightly below that where it's a buy-in with three hands type of scenario. I'm not sure they're going to get there, but if they do, we'll be there waiting with open arms, specifically for inside the number members and lazy swing trader members. Remember the bigger picture. Here's the weekly chart. Let's just say for argument's sake, the intention of the market is to have another leg higher. But before doing so, they pull back. What happens if they just pull back a little bit? Isn't the 50-week moving average kind of in that zone per se? 4.43 and a half, give or take. And the answer is, yes, it is. So the 50-week moving average comes in at 4.43.5. You go back to the daily chart, and lo and behold, you see it comes right at the same spot of the daily chart 20-period moving average, 
with the 50-period moving average right below. There's a zone in there. It also happens to be an area where it would be a garden variety retracement. That's one of the things taught in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. And think about this from this perspective. Let's say they're running a test of the 50-week moving average. Now remember something. They're not going to want to get below the 50-week moving average by the end of the week. That's food for thought. Put it on a sticky note. The money managers, the big institutional money managers, watch the 50-week moving average. Look what happened around the 50-week moving average of late. They spike below it. They bounce right back. They get below it. They stay below it. They bounce right back. Now that they're back above it, are they going to give it up again, or are they going to run a test of it? Well, let's use the hypothetical scenario and say they're going to run a test of it. Now, you go back to the daily chart and you see, well, price really isn't that close by. On the weekly chart, looks like it's right there. On the daily chart, you have to realize it's like 80, give or take, S&P handles away. That's a pretty bad day or two. The S&P was down, or the SPY was down, a little over $5 today. It's another day where they would be down $8, or two days combination of $8. People would be bringing out the bear suits. They'll be buying puts. Russia will be in the news again. It will be the Fed, Kabuki Theater. It will be all kinds of things to support the bear case. They'll be talking about the inverted yield curve, recession, housing crash, all that stuff, right at the time when the market will find another low, reverse back up in the other direction. It happens over and over and over again. We'll know that's not the case if they start getting below and stay below that 50-week moving average. We'll worry about it if and when that happens. Running a test is normal garden variety market activity. We're also going to start to look for one of those on-time type of situations. Let's take a look inside the numbers. There's learnable information here. There were tradable items in here. There was money made in here today. No two ways about it. It was, in fact, Turnaround Tuesday. How many times do we see that? A lot. They weren't doing much at zero dark 30. They weren't giving away the scenario. But either way, we had the numbers. First, we had 454.85. You can call it 455 for argument's sake. The bulls needed to stay above that number to keep the short-term intraday uptrend intact. Let's get a visual out on the table. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Here's a five-minute chart. This line, horizontally, represents 484.85. So for a second, forget about what they did early on, but you can see what happened. They ran right down to that went through it, back to retest it, tried to stay above, and couldn't do it, gave it up, and then you see what happened. That was it for the day. Once they got below that, the Bears took over the game. Getting below opens doors. We'll go over the numbers on a more refined basis when we scroll up, as we'll have new ones or fresh ones on the board. So this was the end of the Zero Dark 30 notes. And by the way, Getting above 456.77, that's yesterday's close, would give the bulls reason to run. To where? 457.20, which isn't that far above that. And then remember our all-important 458. Let's see what we have as the day starts to get underway. They're doing the pre-market floater routine. Now, here's where things get interesting. A couple times they missed some numbers 
then they got him later. But let's just understand what we're looking at right out of the gate. 454.85 is a spot where a test could be run, and if so, buyers would normally show up around there to send price back up in the other direction. It should be a bounce back area. I'm a buyer of 454.85. Here's where it's wrong, but here's where I'm a buyer right around 454.85 this morning. Okay, fair enough. Let's see what we got. So the market opens up. It immediately comes right down to where? The low is 455.03. They came up just short. And look at that rocket ride back up in the other direction to where? Almost 458, 457.83. So they got the first target of 457.20, but they didn't get the 458. That's extremely important. And then they collapsed back down. So we kind of knew all those numbers. What you didn't know was the market was going to collapse right back down. Let's move along a little bit, see what else we have. 457.20 is now unfinished business. They came up within two pennies and stopped. Of note and interesting. For now, it's weakness back up for another test, and they likely go higher. So this is what we're talking about. That was at 9.51. So over here at 9.45, they came up short. 457.18. Next candle, 457.18. That's two pennies short, but it's not good enough. It creates unfinished business. They start to pull back in the next candle, and then they go back up, and they take care of the business, and they go higher. That's exactly what the schematic on the board said it would do. We're not done yet. Pay attention. We're moving along a little bit. They went back up to do the test thing, to carry the unfinished business. Now they start to fail. So you see 1114, a little bit of an intraday failure going on. 453.35 to 452.85 is a spot where they should bounce back in the other direction. 453.35. Let's check in with the charts. The lines have been moved to create a zone between 453.35 and 452.85. That was, in fact, a trade. You'll see in the notes, we said it could take some time. It took the time. They turned around, went back in the other direction. So let's see what we have as it starts to happen. Still an interested buyer below 453.35. 455 is now the pivot. Closing candles above is the bull case. Staying below keeps the door open for 453.35. Back to the visual. Now the top line is at 455. So you can see that was, in fact, overhead resistance. Look at the high here. 454.99. High here, 454.98. Then what happened? Right down to the zone and then the turnaround. We're moving along. So here's what we have. A little bit of a strange tape today. Pay attention. Get out your sticky notes. This is information that's invaluable. You don't necessarily know it when it's posted, but think about this for a second and then think about what happened. A little bit of a strange tape today. Transport's getting killed along with Smash Mouth. We'll talk about those later. QQQ and IWM down a lot compared to the SPY. Divergences always resolve one way or the other, likely setting up for a bigger move sooner than later. Well, that turned out to be true. Once again, staying below 455 keeps the door open for down there. We're moving along. 1202, they're in the zone, and it's the beginning of showtime for the Bulls to play defense. If they bounce, 454.25 will be resistance and a good profit target for anyone that bought the top end of the range. Back to the visual. Pay attention. Sticky notes. So you get into the trade down here. 
or here. Either way, we said it would take some time. It's it taking the time. Then they go up to what? A magnetic place. It's an exit or profit territory. They spike it by a little bit, turn around and go back in the other direction. Now, mind you this. When I list a profit target, I'm generally listing something below the actual number so that traders get out of the trade in time. It's called front running. We're moving along. So now by 1.30, let's review. The zone to buy was between 453.35 and 452.20. The low was 452.67, right in the middle of the range. They turned around, provided traders with profit, and the target cited earlier. All right, let's see what else we have. How about 157? 45050 is a number that's still important. If they start getting much below 45220 and close candles below, the door will open for 45050, give or take. Back to the visual, get below 45220 and the door opens for what? 45050, give or take, plus the big fat round number. What was low of day? 44982 bounce back in the other direction. Now they did that into the close. Not much you can do with it with time running out on the clock, but nevertheless, they did the thing. So some traders might have shorted 452.20 down to 450.50. It's not my cup of tea, especially into the end of the day. Doesn't mean they weren't going to do it. They did do it. And let's see what we have into the end of the day. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. If you're active in the market during the trading day, then this is great tour guide information that can put you on the right side of the tape. We had three stocks on the move on the board today, Starbucks, VFC, and First Solar. Keep in mind, earnings season's gonna get fired up shortly. Then we're gonna have tons of stocks on the move, we're gonna have all kinds of stuff going on. Right now, it's like the calm before the storm. Two out of the three didn't hit their entry objectives, but VFC did. We'll take a look at the chart of that one. 454.89 on the board, bright and early, around zero dark 30. 454.90, low in this candle. They bounce up a little bit, come back in, do the thing, spike it by a few pennies, and then go back up again. The takeaway, the numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Here they come into the moving averages. What's the number that I'm interested for a turnaround in the IWM back up in the other direction? If they reach, and this is an if, I don't know that they will get there, but if they reach 197.50, like this week, I think that's a trade opportunity back up in the other direction. Closing below 195.50, not so much. That would be like a warning flag. Take the long view for a second. Look at this candle from the week ending the 18th of March. It's a breakup candle. What are they doing? They're eating time off the clock. Maybe they come down to run a test of the low. Maybe they don't. But this is just a bullish flag type of pattern at present. Let's just say, for argument's sake, tomorrow they went back up. And that would just be part and parcel to this week, like last week, the week before, just running sideways, eating time off the clock. Now, there's two sides to the coin. We have to play umpire calling balls and strikes. Breakdown candle high. This is still a bearish wedge pattern inside that breakdown candle high. You're stymied by the 20 period moving average. They can't get above it yet. This is a weekly chart. Again, it's every Friday that this really counts. 
but it counts to look at it. It's good to look at it all the time. It puts things in perspective. If the IWM came down to that 197.50 area, they will have spiked through the 100 period moving average once again. But it's holding. Are they going to give it up now all of a sudden? It's possible. Or are they going to run one more test, close above it on the week, and then set the stage for another leg higher later? Well, we don't know which one it's going to be yet, but putting things in perspective, understanding that sometimes on certain charts, all they're doing is running a test. A test on one chart, like in this case the weekly chart, doesn't look that far away. You get back to the daily chart just like we did in the SPY and it looks like a market collapse. But when you put it in perspective, taking the long view, it's normal garden variety market behavior. Understanding this kind of stuff, understanding how the market works, you learn all that in the Lazy E-mini course. Guess what? Understanding all that stuff sets the stage, sets the table for opportunity. You understand where the opportunity is. You end up looking for opportunity, looking for the market to show you the opportunity. You're not chasing opportunity. You're not guessing at it. You want the market to provide the opportunity for you. If the market comes down to 197.50, what do you think is going to happen? Are they going to collapse or are they going to start to find garden variety of support at minimum of an intraday basis? What's going on with the folks out in Silicon Valley, the Q people? Same routine. Here's the way we're looking at this one. So if they start getting below this low here on a daily closing basis, 358.59, it's going to open the door for the moving averages. Down in there somewhere, 351, 350, maybe 351.50. It's a give or take. That's an area down to 350, maybe even a spike at 350. That's an area where we should find a bounce back in the other direction. Now, this isn't the reason, but we need to know this. So if the market ran up to here and collapsed, made the lower low, and then reversed, well, guess what? Doesn't it make this breakout area? So it's kind of in the same zone, give or take a buck here and there, but that's an area where the market was rejected, tells us that's an important price up here. That's the market telling us that price is important. So the market then rallies past that. So coming back to run a test of a former breakout area is normal garden variety market behavior. So where is that? 351, 350, 351 and a half. It doesn't have to be to the penny. I have another reason why I like 351 and change, but there are no accidents or coincidences. This high here is right at 350. So you see where the zone is. The moving averages, 350 and a half, 350. Guess what? This is an important spot. Write it down. Put it on a sticky note. I'm telling you right now, around 351, give or take, is a freaking full stack. What's going on with the folks down at the transportation department? Holy smokes, did they get smoked again? They're headed to about 14.8. It's a give or take, but that should also be an area for a bounce back in the other direction. Let me lay this one on you. For teaching purposes, you have a low, you have a higher low, you would have a higher low right around 14.8, give or take. Guess what? It could happen. We don't know until we know, but I'm going to be looking for some kind of intraday reversal taking place 
on short-term charts around that number. Guess what? Things start from a short-term basis and they morph from there. Everything starts somewhere, one step at a time. There you go, we're putting a number on the board. Next victim, XLF. They're in that spot we talked about yesterday. So the low here is 37.74. The low today was 37.72, but they closed above it. So they're playing games, they're teetering. Another down day in the market and they'll be down at this gap and or possibly lower. What's a better price than the gap? 36.67. And then if they're below that, there's a gap down at 36.02. Again, this is a zone where the market should find stability, support, it's important. They should turn around and go back in the other direction. What about Smash Mouth? Now this is fugly. They're below all the moving averages. They're headed somewhere. Pretty big down day. They were taken out behind the woodshed, shot three times, and left for dead. Down 4% over 11 bucks. Here's your zone for Smash Mouth. Not 100% sure they get there, but if they do get there, it's a tradable opportunity. 248.69 down to 245.65. Now, I've done this for literally hundreds of stocks in the market. I'm waiting for them to get into their numbers when the S&P 500 gets to its number. The ones that do, some of them will be sent out as trade alerts for the lazy swing trader members. Once again, perspective. SMH, monthly chart. They ran a test of the 20-month moving average. They bounced off of it. They're running a retrace. Can they collapse? Absolutely. If they get below last month's low, that's a whole different cup of tea going on. But if it's just a garden variety retrace, another test of the 20-month moving average, then they should bounce back up in the other direction. Remember, the trend is your friend until it's not. The trend on this chart is up. Weekly chart. You have a big breakup candle low from the week ending March 18th. What are they doing? Are they going to run a test? around the low, maybe they get to the low, maybe they come up short of the low, but they're running a test somewhere down, lower than current price, of that breakup candle happens over and over and over again. So this is nothing out of the ordinary. This is, by definition, garden variety market behavior. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.